0: This Christmas, please, please, if you can, spare a moment for the poor, suffering editors of right wing publications with a history of, well, spewing out racist and fascist sympathising bile. Like, like poor old Fraser Nelson, the editor of the Distinguished Spectator magazine. This is a magazine which attracts so much unfair unkindness when all it wants to do is publish completely normal articles which no decent person could ever object to, and it just wants to publish them in peace. Like, why we should support Greek neo-Nazis, praise for the Wehrmacht, why there isn't enough Islamophobia in the Conservative Party, and of course, white replacement theory. These are just perfectly normal contributions to the marketplace of ideas that the woke mob want to shut down with their intolerant, hateful, free speech-destroying words like should a respectable magazine really be printing articles in support of neo-nazis? Now, as well as this horrific bile attracted by this meek, innocent, sweet little publication, it suffered another indignity and injustice. Even one proud spectator, reader, those doughty pillars of all that is decent about our country, took to Twitter to announce that their, their beloved little gem, little gem, this little. Little envelope, little package it arrives on your on your doormat with all these all these great little articles. It's delivered five days late for the last three weeks. Imagine, just imagine if you can, having to wait that long to know all the exciting things that those community spirited neo Nazis are getting up to in Greece, or why whites should feel perceived in urban English areas. They haven't even received last week's edition yet. I'm sure it's all down to Royal Mail Problems, as they say themselves. Well, that's what they said. They said it. They said it in their tweet. I'm sure it's down to Royal Mail Problems. I'm sure it is. And so enters our now downcast hero, Fraser Nelson, editor of this wrong little cutesy bundle of love. This is heartbreaking, he says. And And a thousand hearts did break, Fraser. And all too common we print the spectator on wednesdays and hand over to royal mail every thursday morning pay first class for next day delivery what then happens is a mystery royal mail dysfunction now posing a real threat to weekly magazine industry now whatever we happen to believe maybe some of us think that publishing support for greek neo-nazis isn't a great thing to do but maybe others think it's brilliant Wherever we stand on crucial debates like that, we can all come together to share his anguish, his pain, his suffering. It is Christmas, everyone. Hold on a minute, though. Just, sorry, park park that for a minute. Just maybe pop your violins, just safely pop them down by your computers or phones for a minute. Just a little little sort of pernickety thing that's been getting on my head about this. Well, if we're going to get all technical about things, back in 2013, Fraser Nelson wrote an article which he summarised in a tweet as the Royal Mail sell-off shows that popular capitalism is back and wildly popular. That was, of course, the privatisation of this natural monopoly he was referring to. He wrote variously that the sell-off was an extraordinary success and a resounding success. Do you want to hear the best bit, though? This is what he wrote. Sorry. So I know we're going on a real emotional rollercoaster. Um in this, this episode, but brace yourself because it is chef's kissing. <laughs> in theory, he wrote, selling the Royal Mail would be hugely controversial, a privatisation which even the Thatcher government did not attempt. In practice, Britain is a country that prefers shopping to politics and regards the post as a service like any other. If the parcels arrive on time, we're happy. <laughs> well, well, well if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. <laughs> a little bit of reaping there and quite a lot of sowing. Um, well, it's the other way around, actually, isn't it? I've got the phrase wrong. A lot of a lot of reaping, but a hell a lot of... Um, no, hold on. Come on. Pull yourself together. A lot of reap... You, you reap what you sow. So a lot of reaping, but a... No! A lot of sowing and a lot of reaping. We got there, guys. You know what I'm talking about. Look... Let's just ask Fraser, how are those parcels doing? How's it going parcel-wise? Any update on the parcels? It's just this privatisation happened about a decade ago. And I think it's reasonable, a reasonable enough time to see if something's worked, if something's bedded in enough. Now, what what are you, you know, what you're saying here, whether you want to admit it or not is that yet another sell-off of a crucial public service that you happen to support um, has been a total disaster. Now, before it was sold off, there was a high level of public satisfaction in the Royal Mail. It was profitable. and it, but, but what happened is the government flowed it off on the cheap because it was valued at £10 billion in 2013 by JP Morgan. The government then valued it at £3.3 billion. It rose to £5 billion on the stock market, but still half of what it was valued at. Now, earlier this year, it was placed under formal investigation by, by the communications regulator because of how many first-class deliveries arrived late, which is a hell of a lot, by the way. It's shelled out nearly £2 billion to shareholders since privatisation, but it refuses to pay its overworked staff a decent pay rise and plans to cut jobs, which is will have an impact, of course, on service, which is why it's so important to support strikes by the Communication Workers' Union. Now, all privatisations of these utilities have been a disaster. Rail doesn't even need saying. Rail, rip-off prices, some of the worst in Europe, um, where you've got overcrowded train because they didn't invest in rolling stock because that costs money, uh, where we pay far more subsidies in the times of British Rail, where it's a fragmented mess, chaotic to use, lay, all the rest of it, lots of services, completely unreliable. Uh, Water... I mean, well, as that well-known Trotskyist publication, The Financial Times, pointed out in 2017, water privatisation looks little more than an organised ripoff. We see chief executives of these water companies pay themselves ludicrous amounts while spraying their companies spray raw sewage into rivers. They paid out 72 billion pounds to shareholders while financing capital expenditure by adding to debt. So the debt amount is worth about 53 billion pounds. Bills are up 40% in real terms, it's privatisation, while up to about a quarter of the water supply is lost through leaks. Do I even need to talk about energy? I mean, they've spent, what, £200 billion, big energy companies, in dividends since 2010. How's the service going, guys? How's your winter? Um, I think this is important to talk about because these people, these ideologues, obviously they crow about the need to privatise services and how it will improve these public services. That's what he was arguing. He said it would be a great success, popular capitalism, who cares, you know, in terms of, you know, the test he set with things being delivered on time. Um, But this is the consequence of these ideological experiments. Britain today is a country with terrible infrastructure, declining living standards, creaking public services, well, collapsing public services, if we're honest. It's a mess because it's been one big free market experiment. Roll back the state, Let the market run riot and look what you get. An increasingly impoverished society and crap infrastructure and a society which is frankly falling apart at the seams. That's where this experiment has landed us. So I'm not sharing this just as a kind of you reap what you sow, but you do reap what you sow, Fraser. And this is the consequence, I'm afraid, of the ideology which you support. The tragedy is all of us whether we supported your ideology or not, have to suffer the consequences. Happy Christmas. Please like, subscribe. I'll see you next time. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new custom spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies,